0: Welcome to Conversations with Her, brought to you by Her Brand, a movement and platform created to empower and elevate women through education, awareness, collaboration, and connectedness. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram with the handle at Brand, or check us out online at www.BeHerBrand.com. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Her.
1: Everyone, everyone and welcome to her after dark my name is Bianca Elliott and I'm here with my lovely co-host
0: hi everyone it's Dr. Towns so let's talk about that song um
1: where were you or what, what do you think about when you hear I Wanna Know by Joe? So when I hear first of all this song was one of my favorite songs Um, years ago, my younger years, I used to think that I could sing. And this was one of those (laughs) songs where I would definitely be in the car turning up, not even knowing what the lyrics meant, but was like, you know, okay, like I'm into this. And so I remember vividly, riding with my mom, driving up Coleraine Avenue in the car, jamming to Joe. I want to know. And this is, I mean, literally it was one of my favorite songs. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, that's funny. So I love R&B and I love old school R&B. Anybody who knows me knows that, that about me. So I honestly can't think of like, when the first time I heard the song or even what it reminds me of, I just like listening to, like, those slow, like, mood-setter songs. So, I actually have this song in one of my playlists right now, and I, <laughs> I listen to stuff like that when I drive yes, long distances or I'm just trying to, you know, relax in the evening with a glass of wine or something like that. I will play different songs, and that's definitely, like I said, in my playlist, so... I think that that's a perfect song for today's topic. You want to you wanna tell them what we're talking about today? Yes.
1: So everyone, we reached out on our different platforms, on the Her Brands Instagram and Facebook, and we got some feedback um, as to what you know people wanted to hear us talk about. And one of the comments was, what is the definition of a hoe? So Ashley, um, <laughs> what do you think that is? So for
0: me, um, if I take my professional hat off <laughs> and I'm just Ashley, um, of course I've heard the term ho or whore growing up. Um, and even sometimes you may hear it now. Um, you know, more popular would be like thought. Yeah. So that hoe over there. Um, and when I think about it, like as a person, um, you know, I think about um you know, women, um, sometimes referring to men, sometimes men can be referred to as hoes too, but I really just think about women. Um, and I guess media and people have kind of taught me that it's someone who has a lot of partners. Um, what do you think?
1: Same. Um, I think that, when um when it, the, I first heard this whole t- term years ago it's like you know she's a hoe she's sleeping with all these people she's just putting herself out there um it, it just was always thought to be like a bad thing and so for me it was like oh no like nobody is about to have the opportunity to call me a hoe because I'm not sleeping with none of y'all I'm not you know racking up these numbers and so that's kind of for me, when I was younger, what I thought of is like, I never wanted to be considered a hoe because, you know, it was, it was a negative thing, you know, having been with a lot of different people. So I don't know if it's a hoe, um, for others where they call someone a hoe. If for example, you know, you're sleeping with a lot of people and then like everybody's talking about it. So all your business is out there. Um, but then, you know, what is, the whole um, as they say if you know she slept with a lot of people and no one really knows about it so is she really a hoe so is it like a term where everyone knows or um, you know or is it just something that people use to to put a label on someone who sleeps with a lot of different people? Because like you just mentioned, um, Ashley, it, it can also be used against men, but it's not that often that we, you know, hear it. we Yeah, we may say it like, yeah, that's my hoe. You know, somebody say like, that's my, one of my hoes or, you know, something like that. But right, it's not right. really a negative thing for a man.
0: Yeah. And that's a double standard. So first of all, I'm gonna put my professional hat back on. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> Get us together. So, so whenever I used to teach um, college students in um, this term would come up, I would always challenge them um, to to think about it. Like from your saying, like the double standard. So why is it that um, that males are um, in many ways encouraged? To have multiple sexual partners, but it is frowned upon for women to have multiple sexual partners. And then the other thing I challenge, um, I would challenge students, and I'll challenge the the listeners to think about is, okay, so what are we using to define how many is too many? Yeah, like like what what does that look like? Um, because for some people, five may be too many. Whereas others, 50 may be too many. And then for others, 100 may be too many. So your idea of what what number do you reach yeah. to then cross over into being a hoe mm-hmm. is, <clears throat> is like an arbitrary number that no one really knows, but everybody makes it up in their head, right? Yeah. And then lastly, I would say that we really need to kind of get away from these negative derogatory terms to define someone else's, sexual life because one thing that we have to sort of look at and define would be sexual desire and sexual appetite so what I when I think of ho in a in a positive light um, I think of it as people have different sexual appetites meaning they may want to have multiple partners over the course of their lifetime or within a short period of their lifetime but it is not up to me or you to define that for them. Some people have a high sex drive. Yeah. And they, you know, are okay. Or they go through a season or a phase in their, in their sexuality where they're exploring. And that exploration may involve exploring multiple partners. Um, and, and to be honest, we don't know what they're do- They could be in a relationship with every single one of those people. It's relationship. Or it could be a casual Relationship, but it is not up to me or anyone else to define someone's sexuality, someone's sexual appetite or desire, and then place a name or a term that is negative to make them feel. Um, to make me feel better about my sexual behavior. I think that's what it comes down to. Whoever came up with the term yeah. was basically coming up with this to make the other person feel less than and to make me feel more than. So I'm in power. I am dictating or policing your sexuality based off of what I do. So because I haven't had sex with, I don't know, 50 people or 100 people, if you do, you're bad. Yeah, you're a so,
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and so let's just... Take this somewhere else. So, for example, <laughs> when they say uh, she's a hoe, she's loose. So you know they then start using those terms like she's mm-hmm. loose. You know she, her her shit is um, open or or anything like that. And then I'm like. So if I have sex with 50 people, but I have sex with my boyfriend 75 times, uh, my vagina is the same thing. Like, it's, you know, it, what's the difference? How am I, I'm loose because I'm sleeping with 50 people. It's not changing, you know, what it's meant to do down there. So it's just so many things that go with that, that whole term. It's just, you know, to make, and, and it makes women think like something is wrong with them or, you know, or their, you know, vagina is not going to work the same. If they, you know, sleep with all these people, it's going to change it. But it's no difference from sleeping with a lot of different partners and then having sex a million times with your, your one partner.
0: Well, let me just break that down, too, because
1: people who say that actually don't understand
0: um, a, a vagina yeah. or, a, or a woman's body. So, so <laughs> there are muscles um, in the vagina and when, um, you know, when the body is excited, it becomes warm, um, blood flow um, is increased, um, and there is um, lubrication that is produced, which most people know that. Yeah. Um, and so the body, um, as it becomes more relaxed and excited, um, it may feel like it is, um you know, like it's easier for penetration. So it becomes, you know, looser versus if it's tight, that means that maybe someone is uncomfortable or maybe there is not a lot of lubrication and therefore it's more friction. Yeah. So that has nothing to do with the amount of people or the amount of times the vagina is penetrated. That has nothing to do with it. It it really has to do with the body's process of going through the different uh, cycles or the different stages of the sexual response cycle. So it has all to do with comfort yeah. with that partner and, um, and, and the body being aroused during um, a sexual activity or encounter. It has nothing to do with how many times you've had sex with one person or if you've had sex with one time with 50 people, that has nothing to do with it. So when people say that, like, oh, like her vagina is loose or yeah. it's tight, like you should be reconsidering like, what was going on in that sexual encounter for that to happen because if someone is tight like if you think about if you clench something Mm -hmm. like if you ball up your fist and you clench like something is happening there you're you're embracing for something you're preparing for something to potentially be painful or you're frightened or you're uncomfortable or you're nervous right but when you're when your hand is relaxed or your body's relaxed you are more like calm you are more, um, um, more ready for, for something you're, you're, you're involved in the process. Yes. So, so being, having a vagina that's tight or loose or what have you, that has nothing to do with the number of partners someone has. So yeah. we need to just go ahead and, you know, debunk that. Yes. Right Y'all hear that, that ladies? Nothing debunk- to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Nothing to do with it. Um, So we can just stop saying that because that's not, that's not even true.
1: So, um, so Ashley, let's talk about the sexual appetite since we're talking about, you know, multiple partners or, um, someone being single and having someone being in a relationship and having one partner, um, what is your experience, you know, um, in your research about, you know, people's sexual appetites versus a relationship and being single? So I really
0: think it depends on where the person is, um, in their sexual development. Um, so we start our sexual development, you know, pretty early in life. We start, you know, with, you know, the basics like our attraction to a certain gender or, um you know, we start you know discovering that our body is changing through puberty, like all of that is part of sexual development so so, in addition to that, we have the part of sexual development where we start to understand um, and and start to engage in sexual activities. We start to understand pleasure, which we talked about before, and I'm sure we will continue to talk about pleasure yes. in future episodes um, but really it, it's it's you know where is that person mentally? Where are they emotionally, physically? Um, some people, their sexual appetite can change, you know, so your appetite early in life may be different later in life. Um, your appetite can change, you know, if you are pregnant um, or if you're in postpartum, right? So I think the important thing to think about sexual appetite is really around um, just knowing that it, it, it may evolve and it may change yeah. Um, regardless of if you're single or in a relationship. So it really is um, sometimes your appetite can vary based off the availability of a partner. So someone could be in a relationship and their partner lives in the same city versus a partner that's long term or long distance. I should say um, the appetite of that person may um, may be compromised because they know, well, I can see you all the time. And therefore, maybe I can sort of um, talk myself into wanting to have sexual activities with you on a regular basis because you're 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 more available to yeah. me. Um, or if I can't see you, but once a month, um, then, you know, maybe I have to, um, you know, try to tell myself or convince myself that, you know, I need to tone down my sexual appetite so you have that and then you also have people who just have a high sexual drive you know they just they they find themselves horny at different times um you know they get aroused by different seeing different things hearing different things smelling different things yeah. touching different things and their bodies just react to it and and it's not something that they um necessarily like wake up that morning thinking that they're going to feel that way but it just catches them off guard um and so um that is where um you know maybe self pleasure comes into play because your partner may not be available to necessarily satisfy that appetite that you have um and we you need to get off <laughs> you know address it yeah you need to address it um and so self pleasure comes in and 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 you know honestly some people question whether self pleasure is um is acceptable Um, or normal within a relationship because they're like well if I have a partner why why am I you know masturbating why am I doing this and again I think we need to reframe the question like reframe the way we think about things like we pleasure is about pleasure you know what I'm saying like if your partner does not have an issue with you pleasuring yourself if they're not available or maybe they're not in the mood then what does it why why are why are you making that partner feel shame about that? Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that comes up whether you're single or in a relationship. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that when it comes to sexual desire, uh, sexual drives, or I call it an appetite, I think that we just really need to stop trying to control what other people do yeah. and how they do it. Like, yeah.
1: it's I think that's it's, the bottom line. It's definitely not someone else's conversation that they should be having about you or or you know judging you on because if you like to have sex you like to have sex If you like to have sex with someone or by yourself um I mean that just means that you like to feel good and you know like you were saying is if you are turned on or you are in the mood or you are horny it's kind of hard to function without finishing, you know. It's like, okay, like I gotta get my mind clear, you know. Get, let my body feel release and you know relieve this tension. Um, yeah. and I, I just think that everyone um is different, and everyone is going to experience pleasure, you know, in their own way, and and that's totally fine. So, yeah.
0: And again, there's a double standard because if a if a male, for instance, is feeling Corny or excited and doesn't have um, a partner readily available, um, whether it's a a current partner or some person that, you know, they just have in their phone, um, you know, that's available and willing. Right. Yeah. Um, No one ever really says anything about them masturbating, you know, like so I don't understand why there's this double standard when it comes to women doing the same thing um maybe it's because
1: are, women um um a lot of men don't have um the ability to satisfy or i won't say they have the ability i'll say a lot of sexual um uh, relationships um the woman may not be pleased you know or or, or get an orgasm and so she's definitely going to get one when she goes to pleasure herself. Um, so I think that is something that's probably like frowned upon. It's like, you know, you're, you're just running off to go get that. And, you know, that's all you think about. Is all you care about. And, and, and I may or may not be speaking from experience, but I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> yeah. But then but then, if that's the case, then that that woman who's not feeling satisfied from her partner, Needs to show yes. her partner what feels good to her. Yes. You know, like I think that's super important. So whether you're in a relationship, or you're single and you have a casual partner, or whoever the case may be, whatever your whatever your relationship structure looks like, yeah. if you are having sexual encounters with a partner and you are not satisfied um, at the end of that encounter. Um, And that happens often, you know, like on a regular basis. You need to stop and say, "Have a." It's gonna be a tough conversation, but you need (laughs) to have it and say, "You know, when I, you know, pleasure myself or touch myself, I am able to feel things that I do not necessarily get from you, and and it's not your fault, and that's what you have to tell the person. Like, it's not your fault that you're not." Pleasuring me because I never showed you what I like. Yeah. I never told you what I like. So, how about the next time? How about we just take things slow in the beginning? Let's not rush into having sex. Let me just take it slow and let's just let me just show you what I do to myself that you could do that I really enjoy, that I really like, that feels really good to me. And so, maybe for a minute, you just sit there. And they watch you or you engage with them, you know, in mutual masturbation or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And you say, you know, I like this, you know, so why don't you try it? Or yeah. And then and then I can tell you how it feels. And honestly, a partner would probably love that. Right. Yeah. Because they're going to enjoy not only be not only learning something new about you but pleasing you and and and, and knowing that they're a part of that process so they yeah. they don't have to assume because you're showing them exactly what it is that you want and then guess what they're going to they're going to aim to do better the next time yeah. because now they know like i think we have to get out of the habit of faulting people for not knowing yeah. like it's not their fault that they didn't know if you never told them or if they never asked, you know, like we treat everything else in this world like, well, let me go find out. Let me learn. Let me Google it. Let me do this. But when it comes to sex, we don't. We assume we know everything and we don't know. No, it all. We no. need to ask questions.
1: And and Ashley, I do want to say um, I, I think it's it's also great that you um, if you're with the partner and you're able to communicate and. Um, communicate in a healthy way so that you both have a, a better sexual experience um, is, is great. But I also want to say that chemistry plays a huge role um, in sex as well. And, 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 and the connection um, with, with your partner, because you can not have had experience in orgasm with a person for years in a relationship and have communicated every which way showed a person got that toy out that bullet when it was bullets you know it's more stuff now and he's like right here like hold it right here and you know and you could do all those things but then you can also meet a person who you know your first experience with them is electrifying and um and, and 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 it's just like it's a connection that you have with the person Um, another level, yeah, no, I would definitely agree with that.
0: I would one hundred percent agree with that, um, and so again, I think that's why you know we can't you know just to kind of go back to what we we're talking about before, you can't necessarily um um judge or um label someone as a whole, maybe they were just trying to explore and find that chemistry yeah. with a person, like we have no idea why they may have one partner then another partner with we have no idea and so to just automatically assume and make judgments of them yeah um you know maybe they were having bad sexual experiences maybe their partners weren't communicating maybe they were trying to communicate and they didn't want to maybe they you know had a partner and they wanted to use protection and the, the person didn't want to so they're like actually nah, um I don't want to continue this with you like we have maybe the person was abusive maybe the person was degrading we have no idea no. why people may go from partner to partner um and maybe they just like it we just but the thing is is we don't know no so to just lump people into this label this negative label of yeah oh you're a hoe because you did this or because my my friend told me they saw you coming out of x person's room <laughs> coming out of someone's room doesn't even mean you had sex you could have just, yeah. been in there. You know, yeah. um, and even if they did have sex, it's none of your business. Yeah. You know? So I think that people just, you know, they get carried away. Um, and again, to me,
1: it's all about power. Yeah. And so remember everyone, um you're not a hoe. We're not even gonna use that term going forward. Um, you just have a high sexual appetite and you're just trying to find the ultimate pleasure of your life. And we encourage you all to do so. Um, I want to thank you, Ashley, again for um, being my lovely co-host on her after dark. Um, I want to thank <laughs> her brand um, for providing this platform for us to do this on. And you can go follow us at herbrand.com on Facebook, Instagram, and um, Ashley also has some platforms um, available for you all to learn more and I'll let her sh- um, share where you can reach her there yeah follow me on Instagram
0: um, my name is at Um and definitely um, I have Um, on my Instagram page, I have a link tree with, um, lots of different sexuality, education materials, um, blogs that I write for pure romance. Um, I have research articles. Um, anytime I have a new article that's being published, I usually put it on my page and my story, and then I, I add it to the link tree. So if you ever have any questions or you need resources, or you just, you know, want to be directed somewhere, you have a question, feel free to slide in my DMs. I will definitely respond and provide you um with answers. And if I don't have the answer, I will connect you to someone who does. So I'll let you plug yourself too, Bianca.
1: Um yes, and you can follow me on Instagram and it is I never can remember my handle on Instagram, <laughs> but I'm on Instagram. Is it Elliot something? I think it's Miss B. Elliot. Yes. So Miss okay. B underscore Elliot. And I never knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys. But thank you so much for joining us on Her After Dark. Yep. See you next time. Okay. Bye.